This week on Small Town Scuttlebutt, we're talking about real estate with Evan Walsh. He heads the Walsh Group, which has been featured in the Wall Street Journal and Boston Business Journal for their outstanding accomplishments. And look at him now, moving on up in the world with an interview out of my basement. We discussed the springtime market, the effects of rising interest rates, and some crazy expectations from buyers and sellers. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. This episode is brought to you by APC Pest and Termite Control. It's your house, not theirs. Say goodbye to pests with APC Pest and Termite Control. Knocking them dead since 1981. And by Winslow Design. For high-end architecture, design, and planning, make your space unique to you with Winslow Design. Small Town Scuttlebutt. Hey, Scuttlebutts, what's going on? It's Rick Fink Jr. hanging out in the northeast corner of my basement Scuttlebutt studio. Across the table from Liz, tell it like it is. She's got the Riz. <laughs> Daily. That's your new name. Gonna make a t-shirt for you. Uh, we're hanging out in the basement. We're doing another episode. This week, we're going to be talking about real estate, and we've got a real estate guru in the in the area. His name's Evan Walsh. That's me. That's Evan. Yeah, and you know what? We're going to kind of... So, Evan, usually what we do is we do like, you know, 20, 30 minutes, just Liz and I, pre like the first half. Sure, yeah. Then we cut to commercial, then we come back, but just shooting the breeze with you, I feel like... Your care, your charismatic personality cannot be contained. I think you should just yeah, jump Evan in. Has the riz. Yeah, you got the riz, bro. So why Listen, you I'm just... not? I'm not one of these mumble rappers. <laughs> we were talking about lack of talent out there, and, and I brought up mumble rap. So that's. Mm-hmm. So this is what we'll do. We'll uh, Liz and I will just go about the beginning of our show, but feel free to jump in. But then sure. the second half of the show, we're going to be all in you on real estate trends, how to sell a house, how not to sell a house, sure. tips. Personal stories, some fun yeah, yeah. things that we might got have em. happened, right? And um, but in the meantime, jump in at any point. Mm-hmm. Consider yourself like a guest host, right? Third mic, third mic. Mm-hmm. You're on the mic. mic. I'll poke you, I'll prod you yeah. if I think you yeah. need to pick up the tempo a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kick us under the table. Right. Is that your foot? <laughs> uh, Liz, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Rick. Thank you for asking. Um, so well, mm-hmm. I got promoted at work. Get out of town. Yes, that my is boss awesome. called me on Friday. Mm-hmm. Totally caught me off guard and said, "I'm getting a promotion." That is amazing. And I will tell you, thank you. So I, the promotion came about, I think, because I was asked earlier this year to take on kind of like a expanded leadership role. Blah blah blah. I won't mm-hmm. get it down into the weeds of my yeah. financial services marketing job. I don't want to put our listeners to sleep. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I was reluctant at first to take on the role because I was like. I know what I'm doing every day. Like, I'm cool. Every day I get my, you know, I know what I'm doing. I can put out the fires if I need to, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking to disrupt my apple cart per se. I've yeah. got a lot going on outside of work as well. But I was like, you know what? If I don't do this, this is sort of sending a message saying like, oh, she's not interested she's in kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I did it. Mm-hmm. So glad I did. Yeah. I think that's what led me to this out of the blue promotion and the reason why I wanted to share it was first I'm excited, but second, I feel like you get the biggest rewards by taking the biggest 
chances. So yeah, when you're sitting definitely. there going, I don't know if I want to do this or I don't know if I'm capable of doing this and you've got that imposter syndrome going or you don't want to disrupt your own apple cart. Like if you take that chance, it's going to pay off. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm sitting here in my late forties, like there's still opportunity to grow and take those chances and get those rewards. And I wanted to bring it up because you took a big chance. I oh, are, are we just you just passing. I am. <laughs> she drops this great news about herself. Yeah, it's not all and about me she though. Just passes it off. <laughs> well, because you took a big chance recently. I have follow up question. Oh sure, go ahead. All right. So <laughs> so uh, how much are you making? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. How, what was your reaction when you first were told, "Hey, Liz, I have uh, a proposition here for you." I was like, totally caught off guard and oh, super wow. flattered that. And I, I work for a great company, and yeah. they do recognize like talent and hard work and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was surprised that my name had been coming up over the past couple of months. And like, we need to give her more responsibility. She needs an expanded role. She needs some more leadership That's responsibilities great. and stuff like that. So, again, I was totally caught off guard. Not anything I was looking for. Yeah. Um, but thrilled to you know see that hard work and taking chances does pay off. That's great, so. Evan. This is why I like Liz. She's doing it not for any other reason than it's just got to get done. Like yeah. I want, I mm-hmm. want, I want. She's step a risk up. taker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, but you weren't expecting anything in return. No, per se. like I'm doing my job. Part. I'm working. Yeah, doing my job. Yeah. That's. Bill Belichick would love you. <laughs> <laughs> Do your job. I am. <laughs> he walked in your office. Hey, Liz. I need you to. Oh, never mind. Just carry yep, on. I already did it. <laughs> you, are, you are doing it. You are doing it. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. Good for Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the risk that you took and the reward that came with that. Well, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You're talking about my debut at yes! Nick's Comedy hey! Stop. Woo! Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty excited. And uh, you're right. When when you take risks, I think that's a theme on the show. Like, I, we're not uh, pretentious and think Mm-mm. we're awesome. This show makes us very vulnerable. Sure. You yeah. Know, we can say something and it can fall flat. And it's like, well, you know, that's sometimes. Or offend someone yeah. that oh, we sure. run into at Starbucks or on sure. the yeah. lacrosse and, sidelines. And, and you can't stop yourself for, <laughs> for that, you know. Uh, you just keep doing your thing. And, yeah. and uh, you know, if people like it, you'll see the download numbers go up. And yeah, if right. they don't, you see it go down. And, and that's. That's how we we do it. Well, I was given an opportunity to go to Nick's Comedy Stop, and I didn't think I was ready. I didn't think I was deserving of it. I mean, Bill Bill Burr's been on this stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he's you been. had imposter syndrome, you know? Yes, you were that's like, right. I don't belong here. I'm just gonna fake it until I make it. But yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I like I, I feel like I knew my place. I'll do. But someone gave me the opportunity. I'm like, you have to take it. You Absolutely. have to do it. And then I started working toward it. And then uh, awesome. I got an opportunity at uh, this one place in Boston, and that opened up some more doors. And then it yep. just it's in the last. I've done three debuts at, at legit shows that are uh, good exposure. Yeah, like like in, in the Knicks one i mean that's a credit now you can oh say, my god oh, yeah your next comic has appeared on nick's comedy yeah. shop yeah oh he's mm-hmm. also got this kick-ass podcast right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, so how did you feel when you got off stage uh well uh, can we back it up oh to, yeah, yeah of course, leading of up course. To, so the mm-hmm. whole day just anxiety right yep. just which is every time i do a show yeah that matters you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like this one is important this one i need to to Nail do it. well like i was uh anxious all day and uh, I almost threw up 
Because oh. <laughs> I need, I need um, before or during. Uh, actually, in in uh, so Mark Riley is the comic that gave me this opportunity. He was headlining. He asked me to open for him. Yep. He drove me in. I drove with him, and I almost threw up in his car. Oh my god! <laughs> but so because I I need to be I uh, I don't do drugs or alcohol, right? But I need something like uh, caffeine seems to be that thing. Yep. And uh, so I go to get my venti pike with two shots of espresso but i hadn't had any food oh Jesus. so so this was very caffeinated yeah. related right and i'm like oh boy and i'm like i need to go eat something <laughs> so i go to the pizza place across the street and uh they had uh no pizza by the slice so i ended up buying a hot dog at 7-eleven oh <laughs> my god what <laughs> okay so, so you're already nervous you already are riddled with caffeine and mm-hmm. you bought a 7-eleven hot dog yeah okay yeah were you nervous you were going to poop your pants on stage at that point? No, like, no. Seriously, that would have been blocked up. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ooh. this is the pre-show stuff. Like, what's this, what was this guy doing 10 minutes ago? He was holding back vomit right. and eating a piece of shit hot dog off of a roller, a heat Oof. roller, or whatever you call those things. So uh, the second I walk up the stage, if you've ever been to Nick's, it's like, yep. you know, mm-hmm. you walk yep. up, you walk up, you know, it's kind of like, all right, you're going up the hill on a roller coaster, yeah. literally, yeah, yeah. right? And I, I walk in, I see the, the place, and the, it's filling up with people, and I'm just like, okay. And I, I did a, a quick little walk on the stage and just stand in front of it and look out just so I'm not experiencing that for the first time. And uh, I just got this endorphin rush, like, dude, you awesome. got this. You yeah, got this. totally. And, and the nerves went away, and then it went into, like, come on, just call me freaking name i yes. want to do this yes this crowd needs me <laughs> <laughs> they need my jokes <laughs> and then uh i went up there and i felt like i was in command the whole time oh, I that's awesome. Awesome. awesome i felt like uh there was two women in the front mm-hmm. i'd say ladies but that's an offensive term is now. it really oh yeah oh, we'll know. get to that later yeah. Evan. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. so this is the body language like imagine like this is your big debut and mm-hmm. you're being received by two women sitting in the second row just stage left arms folded leaning back with their heads cocked to the side All right. what how old are these ladies uh, mid 20s uh, okay but this is my wheelhouse the the mid 20s yeah. something women they just giggle at well because you, you talk a lot about your family and things yeah. like that and i think that I think they find that endearing, right? They probably find me as the endearing dad yes. who's uh, self-deprecating yes. and also yeah, yeah. pretending to be like macho, mm-hmm. you know? And the, <laughs> right. It works. Right. It like, works. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, all I'm saying is if I were single again, I would be... <laughs> <laughs> it's like shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> Mid-20s. Yeah, that's, that's right. my wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I, I was just... I was doing my jokes, but I was like giving them the eye contact. I remember something another comic told me, uh, Will Noonan. He says, when I see that, I, I lean into it. Like, yeah. and, and he even showed me the body posture. Like, he'll put a foot in front of him and just lean in. Yeah. Literally leaning toward them. Like, I'm coming for you. Yeah. And before you know it, they, they I had them. Yeah. I'm like, I did awesome. that. I got them. You won turn. them over. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep. And What uh, an experience. Yeah, That's it was great. fun. It was fun. Yeah. Three of my fraternity brothers showed up, and uh, I could not have asked for the best cynical critics ever yes. <laughs> yeah. these are the guys i've never said anything nice to me yeah <laughs> and secretly they want you to fail just right. so they can give you shit about it yeah, right. like, I'm, here, I'm here either way <laughs> yes. we're gonna get a good experience and we're gonna have fun laughing with you or laughing at you exactly yeah, right. and uh they came up after and they were like really genuine and then I, other people were texting me saying hey i didn't get to go but i heard that you did great like yeah, so that's awesome so that's my, a career defining moment yeah, it was a red letter day in the, yeah. in the stand-up. That's yep. great. And I was thinking of quitting a couple months ago. Like, 
Yeah, you were super down on just the vibe that's out there with the other people that you were performing with. But now you're beyond. You're so beyond. Well, where I realized you were a few it, was ago. Ta- it was time to move on. Yeah. I was holding myself back. That, uh, now I'm sounding like a. Like, <laughs> no, but you it's just again, you're taking, you're, you're you're taking chances, right? Like, yes, but I realized that um, what it was frustrating me was the shitty comedy that I was <laughs> surrounding myself yeah. with, like these open mics. And it's like you guys are never going to get booked. Ugh. The, the mm-hmm. content, the, what you're, you're, you're crass shock value stuff that was that was cool when stern was doing it 25 freaking right. years yeah. ago now yeah. nothing's shock value like you right. just sound We've like heard it all <laughs> you sound like you got a, a a setup but no punch like, yeah where is it and mm-hmm. that was really wordy but anyway <laughs> um on the flip side i feel great i'm driving home and uh mark riley is like he's my mentor right? yeah, yeah. he had a couple notes mm. <laughs> like good notes but mm-hmm. like you gotta do this you gotta do that you know you shouldn't have done this and didn't you just say to him let me ride my high for like the ride home dude <laughs> no. and we'll talk tomorrow <laughs> no in fact in fact when i when i got home i took my set and i, mm-hmm. I mapped it out oh awesome and uh he was right like if you look at it, he goes your clothes was too wordy and if you look oh. at it i wrote it out oh, on the yeah. whiteboard yep. and it is the it wordiest is. thing and i knew it too so to hear it, so you know, you got friends that want to support you. That's one thing. Yeah. But let's get re- like I can take it, and I mm-hmm. want I want to get better. And hey, you were great. Doesn't make me better. It just right. helps me feel more confident, which is needed. But I need the guy to say, hey, here's a couple tips mm-hmm. yeah, to mm-hmm. consider next time. So that's what I'm doing because that's, great. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I want to be told what I, what is wrong with the act more than mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, were you able to get the hot dog taste out of your mouth? <laughs> yeah, is that funny? Like, oh. that, that's a great pre-show. Like the first time I was on Nick's. So, are you going to have to have a convenience store hot dog every time you go on stage oh, yeah. now? Is like yeah. a good luck, a good luck thing. Yeah, yeah. No, he's that, like the Nomar Garcia part right. of hot dogs. Yes, right? it's just like the little rituals. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So we, I think we've talked. I, I don't know. I, I wanted to make that. That segment real quick, but mm-hmm. we, we talked about it for a long time. That's so. okay. It's, it's, it's exciting. Awesome. Okay. Yes. So cool. All right. Yeah. You're the one that brought it up. I just wanted oh. to, I'm trying to be <laughs> humble here. I'm still impressed with you got a job and we're like, oh, yeah, it's I know. what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got a promotion. That's cool. <laughs> Throw it there to the pile of the other accolades that I don't <laughs> talk about, you know. Like, you act like you've been there before. I'm like giddy, yeah. like, woo. That's the difference between us. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into our first segment. You All have right. a thing called Nine Things Not yes. to Say to a Stay-at-Home Dad. So I came across this article, Nine Things Not to Say to a Stay-at-Home Dad. And Rick has talked on this podcast um, a couple times that when he became a stay-at-home dad and, and Leslie was was the one out working, that it, was, it took you like about a year to get comfortable in that role because stereotypically speaking, you don't traditionally see the dads being the ones to stay at home. So I found mm-hmm. this article and I wanted to bring it to the podcast to see if um, any of these things had been said to you. And if so, how did you respond? And then I want to I want to hear the worst thing that he's ever said to you. So, Evan, since <laughs> you're great. here, yeah, I'm going to give go. you some Wait, of this. I think I think it's time to give you a promotion. This, is just, <laughs> this whole setup was just wonderful. And I don't think Would we you need like to-, to be senior executive co-host? I mean, to see a woman in her mid forties right. achieve this level of I know. success is I know. Really- it's unparalleled. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think we need to go through all nine, but like, let's cherry pick a few. All right, Evan, I'm going to let you go first. What do you What do you want to start with? Does your wife wear the pants in your family? 
So yeah, people uh, people always ask, does your wife wear the pants in the family? And, <laughs> and I am adamant in saying that absolutely not. She does not, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she will tell me otherwise. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so we have this really interesting dynamic where we go back and forth. Her sister calls us the Bickersons because it's ah! like we're always trying to like, you know, kind of like get one up on, on mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really interesting because we're trying to like, you know, show our daughter, you know, how <laughs> how to respond and react. And like, you know, the Bickerson part of it is probably not, you know, uh, great. But right. nonetheless, <laughs> but as, long as, right? win, yeah. as long as I win. Yeah, as long as I win. Absolutely. It's working, working together. Working to a, a solution, yeah. right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's it, like if you guys were mic'd up, you know, with your helmet mics <laughs> on mm-hmm. the field, it's like, it's... Teammates, right? Yes. So she's like Belichick, and I'm like Brady. Yeah. Per- ah, no? that's yes. good. I love so it. ultimately, I'm the champion. Yeah, I right. know. <laughs> yeah. uh, but <laughs> without without she you, she's in charge. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rick. I have a feeling someone has I said just, this to you. It's oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that that um, pants in the family thing tells me two things. One, you are absolutely 100 percent unoriginal. Like mm-hmm. That is like okay. You threw a cliche at me, right? And uh, there's one or two things going on, maybe a combo, uh, insecurity, mm-hmm. right, and jealousy. Yes, mm. like yes. He's really, you know, like, right, come right, on, right. Listen to you. Are listen you, to you. You're 47. Are you, right. you were the pants in the family. <laughs> like that just sounds like somebody that would love to not have to wear the pants in the right. family, and uh, also. Um, a little jealous. Yeah. And agree. they probably don't wear the pants in the family. Yeah, yes, they, they're, they're right. emasculated at the, on the home <laughs> yeah, exactly. front. So, Rick, I bet, I bet someone has said this to you. You must have a lot of free time. Oh, Do you watch TV God. all day? Not the second part, okay. but you must have a lot of free yeah. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how do you respond, or how did you respond to well, that? Well, that one used to actually get under my skin. I would, because, I would think because so. Because I don't have any free time. I mean, I make you, you have time, do something with it. Right. You know, like uh, if you have some real estate on the Cape, which I do. Nice. Uh, it sounds like, oh, you probably just sit. No, you know, I'm going back because I got to go finish building that retaining wall. Yep. I'm carrying 40 pound blocks <sighs> and, you know, I'm digging back a. Sand dune. I'm not going to tell you which one or where it is, but you know, I'm doing like manual labor. I'm doing like mental math and mm-hmm. I'm negotiating contracts with yep. contracts. Like, there's always something to do. So, so you see a guy with a cape house. Oh, he must just sit on his ass. No, you see a guy who actually just took on a lot of responsibility, right. maintaining that all that, getting rent. Like, I, I wrote contracts. So like, you learn all about all kinds. Of, like, mm-hmm. you just took something on. I am fortunate enough to have the opportunity. To do something, and I'm doing something with it, right? Right. But, but uh, yeah, you must have a lot of time in your hands. Like the podcast has generated that. Yeah. But but you know what though? We have sponsors, and we're growing, and um, that's great. Yeah. You know, we want to see where this can take us, and also this is sort of helping me with with comedy, and because I, the, the it fuels the creativity, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's premises that are born here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and also like. I'm getting more and more comics on it. So when you're scratching each other's backs, you know, doors yeah. great. So, so yeah, I do have a lot of time on my hands, and I utilize it to do what I want. I'm not answering to the man. Not that there's anything wrong with, mm-hmm. with a nine-to-five job. Yeah, right. I mean, I totally admire that. But. Yeah, I just got promoted. I don't know if you know, but. I will say I, I'm, I'm going to be a total hypocrite because I have often thought, I wonder what stay-at-home moms do all day. Like when I think about, okay, you you just put your kids on the bus at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. They're not getting off the bus until three thirty. Yeah. That's seven and a half hours a day. 
multiply that by five days, yeah. that's a full-time job that you, yeah. you know, what, like, and, and I'm like, and I, and believe me, I'm a mom. I know there's a ton of shit that has to get done with the house and, and activities and, and food and this, that, and the other thing. It takes a lot of time to manage a household, but I have hypocritically speaking been like, it's that chick do all day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you because, you know, they have talked mm-hmm. about it. They have no problem making their husbands go do all yeah. the work all day <laughs> and stay home. Right. Like I see what they do. I see them in in herds and packs, <laughs> like, a, like coyotes. I, I have to go walk my dog. Mm-hmm. I see it as like, yeah, it's, it's a nice little bonding time with my dog, but it's a chore. It has to get done, right? right? Yeah. I don't make a big giant social event out of it. I'll, I'll go walk my dog, and I will pass nine women with nine dogs <laughs> yeah. all cackling <laughs> with their dogs, you know, all tangling up, and yep. they're just having fun. I'm like, that must be great. I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. I would love to call up Evan. Hey, Evan, me and Stu and Bill are going to go walk our dogs. You yeah. want to meet up? But you know what? Evan and Bill and Stu are working. Right. right. So I am the only guy. I'm the only guy. So mm-hmm. I see all these. Now, there are some women that I see. They're, they get their kids off to school. Then they go they go substitute teach. Or they, yeah. they volunteer at the food pantry. Yep. Or they yep. pick up a couple hours at the local bookstore. I'm talking about someone very specific in this town. Yes. Yeah. She does all three of those things. And I admire her so much. I think she's wonderful. And she does it with a smile and doesn't mm-hmm. talk about herself at all. And she just does it. And yeah. she's always, wherever you go, it's like, you're here. You're here. <laughs> <laughs> you're, here. Well, you're always doing something. Like, it's That's great. great. And then you got the other moms that are like, we need to fight a cause. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what? Whose cause can we jump on? As upper middle class white women. Yeah. It's our job. <laughs> yeah. To, to identify the atrocities oh. in right. our community. And help the underserved. <laughs> yeah, in this high net worth affluent community. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's raise some money for our school children. I'm just, re- I'm just realizing now how many people I must have offended over the course ah! of years. Mm-hmm. Like, this is really eye-opening. <laughs> yeah. My God. Well, like I say, you know, like you need to hear it, you know, yes. you need to get like you need to be brought down to earth. Like when I was driving home, feeling high, yeah. and, and Mark's like, you know what? Your uh, your closer there was a little too wordy. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I kind of felt that you have to take it. Definitely. You do. And it's, yes. you're, what kind of person are you? Are you the kind of person that's going to, you know, curl your tail under and, and right. go cower and, and whimper and feel sorry for yourself? Or are you going to be like, you're, you're you know what? You're right. You know what? That was like, constructive I, feedback. Right. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. my feedback's always constructive. It just it doesn't come in a cozy. Yeah. It's just just not delivered in, yeah, a, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. nicest way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what you got there, Evan? Let's throw another one at Rick. Uh, did you lose your job? I lose my job every day. <laughs> um, but no. Uh, when are you getting? No, that's not good. Do you feel weird allowing your wife to be the breadwinner? Well, that was Liz was talking about. Yeah. It took me a year to understand that my wife always made more money like one of my jokes was uh my wife and i were doing our taxes one day she looked at her salary my salary she said you know i think you'd be helping the family out if you just stayed home yeah. and it was true <laughs> it was absolutely true and so i stayed home but then i realized i used to financially contribute in some capacity mm-hmm. and now i just do the laundry hey and that was the adjustment yeah, you know, but there's fact, value in that. You just don't get paid for it. My wife says there's a lot more value yeah. to it than I think there actually is. But so does she work outside the home or no? Yeah, she, she's a full time teacher. So, oh, okay. I mean, she is like you talk yeah. about somebody that works. Like she is yes. a worker. You know, there's uh, no flexibility there. It's not like she can oh, work from home. It's no. not like she. Yeah, brutal. But uh, you know, so in <laughs> I don't want to get too much into the family dynamic, <laughs> with the laundry and the dishes yeah. and all that fun stuff. But um, but you know, we're in sort of an 
interesting thing. She's the stable, um, you know, she's the right, stable right. income. She's the health insurance and yep. all of that, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, my income is is a little bit higher than hers, but you know, I it, it's, it's variable. It's and it's variable, mm-hmm. right? And like right now, where there's not a ton of inventory, it, it can get a little bit scary. But yeah. you were crushing it for the past two years, probably. Oh, I'm still crushing. Okay, ah, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's 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 hard, hard work, and I think a lot of people don't realize how much you know full time real estate agents do. And it's not just like you know, I'm not a kitchen broker. I don't just you know wait for the phone to right. ring. I'm I'm a hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to find you know I need to find houses to sell and people to yeah. buy them. So yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. gotcha. Yeah, but I know it was. Yeah, for you, it was probably this odd feeling of like, where's the the value? Because if you're not assigning a dollar figure to something, yeah. it's like, what am I bringing to the table? Right? Yep, yep. And then uh, I, I said one day, I was like, you know what? This is societal. This is yep, the completely. societal norms. Yep. And uh, you have some financial freedom that that this 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 norm doesn't apply to you. You've you've cracked through that. So who gives mm-hmm. a shit? Like yeah. if 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 don't hold yourself back by by suppressing like I have to fit a mold. I need to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am a man. I must no man. You just you just shattered that. You can do whatever the hell you want. And now I am totally digging that. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. It's twenty twenty three that those stereotypes still very much mm. exist. Mm-hmm. Like traditionally speaking, you know, and we talk about this all the time that women are better suited to fill out those school forms and do the laundry and, you know, whatever. And then men do the yard work. It, it's just men should be earning more money. If someone's going to stay home, it should be the the woman. You know, those yep. stereotypes still yeah. exist. Well, I don't think there's any doubt that women are better at filling out the school <laughs> forms. Oh, yeah, you we know. talked about that. I, mean, I, I agree, Evan. Yeah. I will never allow my husband to fill out a school form because it would never get filled out. <laughs> yeah, I filled out one school form this year and I fucked it up. I did? Told, yes, I totally messed it up. I didn't even know there was a back to it. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know they're there. Yeah, right. You know? right. Where do you You're find these things? Blissfully unaware. Because <laughs> we've been taken off the list. Like, oh, that sounds yes. like a man's name. Let's just not even give it to him. And mind you, by like October first, your wife has carpal tunnel syndrome yeah. and filling all the fucking forms yeah. that she filled out the year before. Same info. Every <laughs> year. Uh, well, you know, I do crap on the moms. You know, walking the dogs, having a field day, not mm-hmm. working, and all that stuff. And it would be nice if maybe they shared the duties and went back to work and let some paternal time Mm -hmm. right but i can't just crap on them exclusively to be fair the husbands the other side of the equation they are still in that mindset that i was in several years ago where it's like i have to work the notion of you not working you're making 240 grand a year doing something that you've spent 20 years to get to yeah the idea of just saying, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go home and do some laundry, maybe change some diapers, is is so foreign. Yes, and uh, they wouldn't want to do that, and they feel like we're losing money because I make more. Like if you know, mm-hmm. I mean, but mm-hmm. in my case, my wife made more. Yeah, it financially, kind of made sense. Like so much. Men just need to say, you know what, to hell with it. I I want to like you live once. You're on this rock one time, yep. yeah. and it's over. Like like my like I say this, my my son just turned nine. That's halftime. Yeah. My I've kid's asking me for that. dating advice. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> he was asking me for advice about a girl. And I was like, I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to keep saying it. Teenage girls love drama and attention, buddy. And you just, you got to remember that. Yeah. So tread lightly. Yeah, okay? Yeah. <laughs> also, or learn how to foster that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. I know. That's it's good. wild. All right. So last one, Rick, I'm going to throw your way. Mm-hmm. Has anyone ever referred to you as Mr. Mom or asked you, are you babysitting? 
No, but I like I'm it. I'm surprised. Because, you know, Gen X, 80s guy. Mr. Mom yeah. is a great movie. 22, 23, whatever it <laughs> yeah, takes. That was a great movie. Uh, no, no one's ever, no. In fact, it's come around because I, since I've embraced it, maybe mm-hmm. I just see things differently. Or maybe um, it's always been there. I'm just now understanding it. But people actually kind of admire it. I'm sure. They're like, wow, you're... Like, they see the, uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't really call it much of a sacrifice, yeah, like, but, <laughs> but there there was sacrifice. There was giving up. There was a humbling, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, it was a big transition and mm-hmm. I think people dig it and they're a little inquisitive about it. Yeah. You know, when you do the, the stuff at home, are you like, do you, are you, are you, are you competitive about it? Are you trying to like break <laughs> the vacuum record from the no, day but, before? But you know what? My wife and I both know that I can fold towels and fitted sheets way better than her. I <laughs> you can fold, fold a fitted sheet? I can <laughs> fold a fitted sheet to make it look like a flat sheet Stop. and I take it seriously. I take a couple weird things in life seriously. <laughs> yeah, I would love, well, I should do a video tutorial, right? Yes! Like, or a fold off. Yeah, a fold off. <laughs> I would crush her. She knows <laughs> it like she's sort of done the uh what do you call that the um when you when you suck at something on purpose oh weaponizing competence that's right yeah <laughs> she's she's sort of taking that on with the folding. you're so much better at the fitted sheet folding right? and i go i am get out of my way you're stressing me out that looks like shit that's a pile i like, just roll it into a ball and stuff oh, it in the oh god <laughs> no you want nice crisp linens when you go to bed absolutely i need your video tutorial <laughs> yeah it's it's really not that hard you're a monster I, <laughs> you stuff the and then I open the closet, it just oh, falls out, and oh, I like, stuff it back that's in. disgusting. <laughs> All right, yeah. so what is the, the worst thing or the most hurtful thing that anyone's ever said to you about being a stay-at-home dad? I learned something a long time ago. Consider the source, right? Sure. Like, mm-hmm. like, who's saying it to you? That means a lot. This guy, I was reaching out to partner up, Yeah. right? Like, I admire you. I respect, you know, what you've accomplished and this and that. And uh, he's kind of a friend of me, right? You mm-hmm. know, like a, a, an acquaintance, but also kind of a dick. And I know that. <laughs> so, but, but I'm like, I look past that stuff. So I'm like, hey, dude, you know, X, Y, and Z, what do you think? And he's like, we, we horse traded, talk about stuff, and kind of, I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, cool, thanks, well, all right, have a great day. He's like, yeah, what do you got going on? And uh, I just knew, I knew he was thinking <laughs> something derogatory or negative or just pathetic, right? So I played into it. I said, oh, me? Rest of the day? I don't know. I think I'm overdue. For, what is it, 1030? I am overdue for a nap. He goes, yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. Like, oh, like, okay. So dismissive oh, and disrespectful. Like, yeah, well, all right, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And then I just hang up. <laughs> like you said, consider the source, right? Yeah, but then I go off yeah. carpe and the F and DM mm-hmm. for the rest of the day, right? But, like, <laughs> if, and if this guy wants to think that I take naps all the time. Who cares? Uh, all right, thank you, Rick, for sharing your personal stories. Yeah, yeah um, no, you're welcome. Like, <laughs> no problem exposing these things. Uh, Evan, what is the worst thing that someone's ever said to you as a dad? Uh, it's usually something that has to do with deferring to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, like, I got this. Like, you guys just don't understand, you know? Um, I don't know. I think parenting is, is obviously very difficult. You know, everybody mm-hmm. has their own thoughts and opinions on how you should parent. And if you have more kids than somebody else, you think you're a better parent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's the one thing that just, I guess, kind of bothers me is when people tell me how to parent and like what works, what doesn't. I'm like, I, you know, I'm obviously still trying to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's kind of the fun of it, you know. So, how old are your kids? Uh, she's seven years old. Okay. Yeah, Bridget, she's great. Oh, and every kid is Spitfire. different too. Absolutely. So, like, what works for? And I mean, I have three. So, like, what works for my oldest son does not work for my youngest son. Definitely. And vice versa. Definitely. So, and you're going to have different parenting styles within the, you know, the family too, Absolutely. and all that. So, I um, think that stuff's going to wean away. 
I, I've found like when at the infant toddler stage, mm-hmm. parents were like cross referencing notes yes, and trying to one so. up each other. And oh, I read this mommy blog and blah blah blah, and that's not how I would do it. And then before you realize, everyone's just burned out. I'm like ah, fuck it, just, yeah. just trying to survive. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yes. So we're like we're very much go with the flow type mm-hmm. of people, um, and you know we try to kind of like see what happens and then react to it. But yep. you know, obviously, be prepared for anything because <laughs> yeah. you have to be. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's awesome. I love it. Cool. Being a dad's great. APC Pest and Termite Control is ready to protect your home from the springtime invasion of ants and insects. With over 40 years of experience, they do not mess around. You have ants, you have a problem. What you need is a solution. So put the experts in charge. One call does it all. Not only can APC Pest and Termite Control take care of the inside of your home, they have the outside covered too. Sign up for their annual service and never have to worry about ticks and mosquitoes again. Go to apcpest.com for details. Winslow Designs specializes in architectural services for your home or business. They are an award-winning firm that designs additions, renovations, and new construction projects. Their exquisite work has been featured prominently on House.com and in magazines like House Beautiful, Metal Architecture, and the Boston Globe. Go online and look at their portfolio for yourself at winslowdesign.net and be absolutely blown away. Their tastes and talents are on full display, and I am certain... You will not be disappointed. All right. Well, listeners, as you've been hearing uh, him contribute throughout the podcast, Evan Walsh is here today to talk to us about all things real estate. And this, I would imagine, Evan, has got to be a pretty busy time of year for you, springtime. It's crazy. Houses are, this is usually when a lot of people put their houses on the market. People are looking for homes so they can maybe get into a new community before summer, before school starts next year so mm-hmm. talk to us kind of what what are you seeing this spring well it's it's a little crazy i mean we're still living in this you know post-covid environment yeah. you know so what ended up happening uh in 2021 is there was this huge um a huge contingent of people that wanted to move out to the suburbs they wanted more land they wanted more space they wanted a pool pools were like oh yeah the hottest <laughs> commodity in real estate especially in 20. 20- 21 and 2022, where like generally a pool doesn't add value, yeah. um, but houses were getting 100 or 200,000 over the asking price just because they had wow. a pool. So now, like our whole pricing model changes, you know, like how do you price a property appropriately? But uh, parents, especially, were looking for something that they could give their kids to do for the day while they were on lockdown or, you know, while mm-hmm. all this other stuff is going on. So it is completely shifted and the demand for real estate right now is literally through the roof, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem is that there isn't a lot of inventory and, and the COVID factor has also done this where empty nesters who would typically move on, one, are afraid to move into the city because it's a more congested, dense population and, you know, COVID can spread a little bit easier and quicker. Um, but also they have kids that were coming home from college and didn't have a place to go. And so, you know, the family became very centric around the home and the property. So those are the things that, that have sort of happened. And as a result, we don't have as much inventory. 
So the empty nesters aren't moving. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's starting to change a little bit, you know. Um, but so, and there's not a lot of new construction being built per se because town regulations and all these environmental crazy people are, you know, preventing a lot of that stuff from happening. So um, with building codes being extremely tough and uh, empty nesters not moving, there's really no place for people to go. And so the demand is crazy and the inventory is low, supply and demand. So you haven't... Have you seen any changes in terms of supply and demand over the past let's say nine months with with rising interest rates and market volatility and things like that no and it, so the interest um sorry the uh inventory levels have just i mean they're just flatlined they mm -hmm. just it doesn't it just doesn't exist and so um from that standpoint you know we thought this is before the interest rates started kicking up um, you know, it was like, if there's, if, if the, if there's no inventory and the demand is still through the roof and the interest rates are low, like pricing is going to go out of sight. I mean, there's just no stopping it. Right. So then the interest rate hikes started to happen. And what that does is it, it limits people's borrowing power. Right. And so, you know, a house that was a million dollars a year ago, well, now you may only be able to spend, you know, 850 on it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so as that interest rate started to climb, we started getting nervous again. And the last six months have been a bit hairy. Um, and, you know, basically summer and fall was very, very slow. Um, but then January 1st happened. And um, once January 1st happened and the holidays are all behind us, we started to see more and more buyers coming back out. And I'm like, this is, this is crazy. You know, like you think with the interest rates being so yeah. high, uh, people would stop buying and it just, it, people just continued to buy and, um, 5%, 6% interest rate, 7% yeah. interest rate. And the, the demand is still through the roof. So right now we're in a situation where we, <laughs> there's so many people looking for housing right now in the hottest time of the year to buy, which is the spring. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even matter what the interest rates are. Wow. Um, I just put a property under agreement, 300,000 over. Um, I put a, another one under agreement. I had the buyer, um, and I can't divulge how much that went over, but in, we were in a seven offer situation and wow. we had to go over a hundred to get it, you know? So who, who are these people that are buying homes despite these interest rates? Are they people leaving the city? Are they people who need a bigger home because their family expanded? Are they, who are these people? It, I, it is so it's so crazy right now. There's really I can't even I can't even really tell you that there's like one particular, uh, you know, segment or demographic. Mm -hmm. It's it's like everything. Um, I uh, I just put a house in Natick under agreement. Um, it's a beautiful like four forty six hundred square foot five bedroom house. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't believe the amount of empty nesters like from Wellesley that were looking at it as a downsize, right? Really? <laughs> so I'm like, but like, this is a wow. house with like, you know, f uh, three finished floors. How many square feet are we talking? 4,600 square wow. feet. That's you like, know, that's, that's yeah, that's yeah. a huge house. It, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. but, <laughs> that's not a downsize house. I, uh, do people understand what well, yeah. downsizing means? <laughs> so, so from Wellesley, um, right. you know, True. these are people that are coming from maybe seven, 8,000 right. or bigger. My goodness. Um, and so, but Natick is a great convenient location because you're still, you know, close to everything. But uh, yeah, it's just, there's, it's weird. So, um, so when you, ha if you have a prospective buyer come to you and say, my budget's a million dollars. Do you show them a million dollar home or do you show them a 
$850,000 home because you know there's going to be a bidding war. So one of the things I do, whether it's working with a buyer or a seller, is I always give a price range just okay. so that you can see more and see what's available. And oftentimes there's a, a house that they didn't think would, would work for them. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, well, geez, hey, it, it checks all the boxes. It's in the neighborhood that I want. It has a pool or it doesn't have a pool, you know. So... Um, yeah, I, I, I try to kind of open it up a little bit. And then the other thing that you find is sometimes people don't tell you exactly how much they're willing to spend. Right, <laughs> so, right. So if their budget is a million, you know, I might put it up to one, one or one, two, just so that they can see it. I'm not yeah. pushing it on them. Yeah. And then if they want to see it, then, you know, we make arrangements mm-hmm. and, and then we go in guns blazing, you know. Yep. Wow. So what is, because I, I watch a lot of HGTV <laughs> and so I see, you know, couples who are out looking for homes and the the wife is like I want new construction yep. open floor plan and the husband's like I want a real fixer upper because I like to work with my hands like sure. if you had scenarios like that where like you have to play marriage therapist because the two people yeah. are on different pages so I, I have this I have this quote it's my realtor quote of the day and it's um, I'm not just a realtor I'm a therapist with a key oh my god yeah. that's amazing <laughs> and um, so like you know whatever whatever the partnership is trying to like work through the dynamics of that is always challenging Mm -hmm. and getting both people on board, you know, for like one common goal is, I mean, it's tough enough just trying to pick out what you want for dinner, you know? So like getting a house and picking a town is, is incredibly difficult too. So, um, you know, I, (laughs) I don't know, I don't have any, any specific stories, um, that were like, you know, crazy nightmares. Usually it happens on the, on the backside, on the sales, you know, where it's like, um, you know, like people don't want to part with something, but the buyers, like I had a deal fall apart because the sellers wouldn't include the coffee table, you know, like the buyers wanted to buy the coffee table that was out on the porch and it was a deal breaker for the buyers. And lucky me, I had the buyers. That's two male egos clashing. I can call that out right now. That was two dudes (laughs) seeing whose was bigger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. they're like, I'm taking my ball and going home. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the wives are like, dude, that's a million bucks. We like Mm -hmm. what What we generally tell buyers is if you can find, if you no house is going to be a hundred percent perfect, you can make it perfect, Mm -hmm. but no house is going to be a hundred percent perfect. And so therefore, if you find something that's 80% of what you're looking for, it's the 80, 20 rule. I know it like applies with just about everything, but it's true, you know? Um, And then you, you, you know, Find the neighborhood that you want. Make sure it's got the room and it accommodates your needs. And then, you know, if you want to, you know, improve the look or style or, you know, add the pool, um, you know, you can always do that. So, anyway, that's that's sort of our golden rule. Mm-hmm. Nice. There's a note on here, Rick. I assume it came from you. Um, dead body in a pond? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, when I reached out to Evan mm-hmm. to invite him on to the show and, and we were just going back and forth about... Some things we could talk about. Uh, I wanted some of these like crazy realtor yeah. stories, yeah. and he he offered a crazy one. You want to elaborate on? Mm. Yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, it's it's somewhat close to home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't give like the real specific details to it. Um, and this is sort of like a. I mean, just the the how close I was to this whole sort of scenario is, is really kind of crazy. So we're kind of looking at this from like a true crime. Yeah. Uh, and this is standpoint. perfect. Yep. And he, he told me, he said, you, you know, Liz loves true crime. <laughs> so, uh, so I was, I was selling a, I was selling a, a house nearby and, um, 
it, it we were having uh, it was it was under construction it was taking a long time I got a call from an agent that I was um, not familiar with, but a very nice lady. Anyway, she mm-hmm. said that she had a friend that was going to come up and wanted to take a look at, at this listing. I said, great. I live, you know, right around the corner. I'm happy to, to come and take a look. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, so I get to the house and the, um, uh, and the, uh, the general contractor was there and he says, uh, he says, Oh, have you, uh, have, he was like, what are you doing here? I was like, Oh, I've got a, I've got a showing. He says, Oh, is it the, the lady from yesterday? And I said, I, I have no idea. He says, Oh, well, she's a, she's a stunner. Oh, <laughs> I said, all right. Well, I can't wait. <laughs> so, um, you know, typically like showings are, you know, so they can sometimes be a little dull, but, uh, anyway, this, this woman pulls in brand new Range Rover, absolutely beautiful. I mean, just a beautiful, beautiful woman. And, um, she gets out of the car. We do the showing. I'm like, this is the greatest showing of my life, you know? <laughs> um, and uh, they were looking for a house that had uh, room for a pool. So, unfortunately, just the way that this particular lot was constructed, it, it didn't offer a great area for a pool. Anyway, uh, they left. Fast forward uh, about six months to a year. Um, they ended up buying a house that I had listed previously, um, but I get diagnosed with stage three bladder cancer. So oh, wow. I had to leave that listing and go in and do chemo and all mm-hmm. that fun stuff. Um, and I was cured, thank God. Um, but they ended up buying the house that I had to leave and, uh, go through my cancer treatments. So, um, which is just kind of like, you know, coincidence. And then I met them at this house. <clears throat> So uh, I was doing an open house in Dedham and I got a call from a client and she said, she said, oh my God, did you hear about the murder? And I was like, no, like what? And she sent me a text message with, um, with the people. uh, And it was this woman that I had met at the house. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And then I, and then I saw sort of like where it had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was sort of missing in the woods at this point. And uh, I'm like, oh, my God. Like this, I mean, this is horrible. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going through my normal day, and uh, I got another text message, or actually a phone call from an agent that, uh, that works in, in this particular town. And she said, oh, my God, Evan, I, I can't believe they found the body in the pond at your listing. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. And I'm like, oh my god, wh- what? And so I'm like, I'm like, I'm in a showing or something, and I'm like, I can't. Like, this is insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as we as we start to kind of, I'm like trying to put all these pieces together, and um, and then I'm like, oh my god. So um, what ended up happening, and this is where it gets really crazy. So. So remember, I had said that I had met this woman. Yeah. Um, she ended up bringing her husband. Now. Her husband happens to be a urologist and also performs the exact same surgery that I had for my cancer no diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And my friend who gave me the doctor rec- uh, surgeon recommendations, he was on the list <laughs> of people that he would recommend. Well, this guy's oh, a murderer. <laughs> Good with a knife. Yeah. Oh, good with Jesus. Jesus. Holy so, cow. Yeah. So, and then it just, and then it gets, it goes, it gets like. This dark. is some serious. So he murdered his wife? And dumped her in a uh, so, pond. So I mean, the the trial hasn't hasn't been no, done he yet. Did but you it. know Give what me I'm a break, saying, Evan. You know? It's always the husband. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so anyway, she uh, she ended up going missing on uh, I think it was like a Thursday, mm-hmm. and um, and nobody at the and then so it was like a couple of days later that the police started to investigate and all of that. Um, but what ended up happening was um, he knew that the house that I was selling because it was new construction was vacant. 
And so he brought the body up, the, well, in the car. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then basically across the front yard and, um, you know, put her in the pond. Jesus. So... Uh, I, so your listing became a crime scene. Well, yeah. yeah. So yeah. What, the, 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 yeah. Holy cow. So, so I heard, uh, I, I go driving by one day, um, sort of after, like, this is before anything has been sorted out. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that they had found her um, the night before, uh, which was a Saturday night. I showed the property on Saturday with the woman's body in the pond and we're like we're on the front porch like oh look at the pond isn't it beautiful you know <sighs> and meanwhile this this poor woman is oh you my know, god yeah and uh and so then i drove by like uh, the next day and there's like all sorts of police there um do you put um do, do you talk about the tight security on the mls sheet you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a value add, right? So, yeah, definitely private enough for yeah. just about anything, you know? Yes. So, keep, just remember, this is a comedy yeah. podcast. Yeah. So we're talking about cancer, and yeah. we're talking about murder. <laughs> keep going at it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so anyway, they, uh, you know, they, they were able to, you know, exhume the body and... Uh, what was kind of crazy is I was about to list the house next door. Mm-hmm. I had the house behind it under agreement. Wow. So this particular situation could have created a, you know, a very, it just, it would have been even mm-hmm. worse. Yeah. You know? How long were you unable to access that property because it was a crime scene? <laughs> well, oddly, only like 24 hours. Oh, wow. So uh, there was FBI, there was, I mean, like everybody was there. Yeah. Um, but here's the craziest aspect of this whole mm-hmm. story. Um, we had buyers that ended up buying it like two days later and we're trying uh, to understanding that there was a dead body. Well, in the we don't know how to proceed. Like, yeah. what do we do? Legally, do, we have do you to, have to tell them that? Well, so we don't know. So okay. we, we consulted with, uh, with the real estate attorney and apparently if <laughs> it is only a misdemeanor to dump <laughs> a body. Oh my God. Seriously? I swear really? to God. So, <laughs> So we're like, well, what the hell do we do? Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, at, well, on one side, you you, you kind of, our, our responsibility is to the seller. Like, we can't leave them hanging, you right. know? And so, you know, the other part is like, you know, you feel obligated to tell somebody that this just happened. And, yeah. or if they hear about it in the news, then we're like, you know. Wh- it's not a good look. It's you just get a bad Yelp look. review. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Minor oversights. <laughs> so, you know, we tried to handle it the right way. The attorneys advise us. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, go figure. A misdemeanor Jeez. to. Oh, uh, yeah. That's that's fascinating. Yeah, a misdemeanor, and we are not obligated to disclose a misdemeanor. If it was a felony, you would. If apparently, if it was a felony or any more than that, yeah, we did anyway, just because it was the The right right thing thing to to do. do. Yeah. Damn, that's amazing. I mean, I don't know where to go from here. Well, 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 I I think we can. I think we can. Okay, well, we got to kind of back it up and and have a smooth landing, right? We're gonna. That's amazing. I I appreciate the story. Yes, Um, that is wild. And we, I, I know I can do this. Okay, I can bring it home. Okay, we're talking about disclosing, right? Yep. I used to live in a haunted house. Really? Oh, that's right. You grew up in a haunted house. No, no, no. Oh, I, wait. No, I just just rented in Dover, New Hampshire, 13 Durrell Street. Wow. Behind Janelle's Market, if you want to go. But in that house, I had uh, seen it twice, and um, it grabbed me once. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a crazy person. I In a good way? <laughs> uh, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I found it during shower time. I found it arousing. No, no. 
Uh, no, it freaked the hell out of me. And then two other times it showed itself to me. And I'm like, okay, all right, oh. buddy. And then you just told it to leave, right? Yeah, what I mean, what? it showed itself to you. Uh, well, it exposed itself. Yeah. Yep. It grabbed so, me and then exposed so. itself. <laughs> <laughs> I was molested by a ghost. I listen to this is funny. It is. I was that sexually assaulted funny. by a ghost. No. Um, hey, those just, ghosts are crazy. Yeah, they are crazy. So anyway, Oof. I brought that up with my real uh, landlord. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, uh, you know this place is haunted? And he's like, oh, I don't know nothing. Oh, <laughs> he's like, I don't know nothing. Wow. And now I, so my question to you, yeah, if a house is haunted or reported to be haunted or there's been experiences, right? Yep. There's even a national registry of haunted yes. houses. Yeah, yeah. There's yep. several of them in Medfield that are on that. Mm -hmm. Do you have to disclose that? So when it comes to disclosures, we only have to disclose what we know, right? Mm -hmm. And so if somebody, and and if asked, mm -hmm. um, there, I mean, there are certain things that you have to, health hazards or risks and stuff like that that you have to disclose up front. But like, mm -hmm. um, you know, when it comes to ghosts, like if somebody, you know, how do you document whether or not it's actually haunted? Right. Like somebody could say to you, you know, we think our house is haunted or, or our house is haunted and who knows, you know, mm -hmm. until you see it or feel it or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, so if I'm told that from a seller and then a buyer were to ask, then I have to tell them, okay. you know, the seller says it's haunted, but, you know, they're a horny ghost. So you're in, <laughs> you're in good shape. Yeah. Um, if you like that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it's just one of those weird things. You know, if we're asked about it, we have to disclose yep. it uh, if we know something, you know. Well, because of that experience, I asked every every house, all 20 houses is a haunted. Is it haunted? And Did anyone it, ever give you like a weird look? Like, no, they can't well, joke about it. Because, <laughs> uh -huh. you know, what? people don't even believe that's, I don't, I mean, I'm Catholic. I'm like, you die, you go yeah. to heaven, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I now am like, well, maybe there's like this purgatory kind of hangout yeah. period or something. And also, we live here in Medfield, Massachusetts, a lot of Native American history. Oh, yeah. yes. And I yes. saw a poltergeist. <laughs> and if I wanted to know, was this house built on an Indian burial yeah. ground? Because yeah. I don't need the clown staring at me at three in the morning <laughs> or something calling out of the TV set. Right. right? Definitely. Oh Stuff God. happens. <laughs> yeah. The one the one thing that we do, I think, have to disclose is, uh, you know, people will often ask if somebody's died in the home. Yeah. And, yeah. um you know, that is, again, if, if we know about it, we have to obviously tell you. But mm -hmm. um, I sold one house in Natick that, uh, unfortunately, two people had passed. and uh, Natural causes or? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, that doesn't so, seem so bad. <clears throat> no, it was, I mean, it was sort of before their time and okay. uh, unusual. But, uh, yeah, so, but I was like, I'm like. You know, I'm kind of walking around the halls, like kind of looking over my shoulder, like I'm only doing daytime showings. Right. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, definitely not going yeah. out at night. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. you know, and you kind of have your fists clenched just yeah, in case. Sure. You're like you know, on high alert. Yeah. 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 You know. Okay. I have one more question, Robin, if that's okay. That's relevant to the topic at hand. Yeah. Am I allowed to ask it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I did want to say this, though. Oh, I'll yes. preface. I say, uh, we got, you have one more question. I have like 10. I know. Yeah, like, I you know. know one I, mean? I definitely think is would be good to share. Can you give us a minute? You bet. Yeah. <laughs> Liz, do you think we should have him back on again? I think so. He seems to fit in pretty well. I think the listeners will like him. Yeah. Okay. And I think that we we can continue talking about so much more, right? For sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Evan. Hold on. I'd, I'd just like to talk to my counsel for one second. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Evan. Uh, yes, this is Evan. Um, the folks would like to have you back. Is that something you would enjoy? I think it could be. Yeah, okay. let's do it. <laughs> All right. Evan, this is part one of the... Evan Walsh 
interview yes. hangout time. Right? <laughs> so it. Let's have you back like mm-hmm. within a month or so. I'm because in, man. we're, we're I'm still. In. Well, okay, so let me pose to you. Um, I'm like be- an onion. Yeah, yes. you know. <laughs> Before we let Liz ask the final question, mm-hmm. uh, and we're in early spring right now, like the yep. tulips haven't even come up yet. When do you think would be an ideal time? Balls in your court. Yep. When would you want to come back on? Like, okay, we got to talk about going on state. the market. Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, get Keep your ho- like. Call me. Get your house on the market. It, whatever you need to do to get it ready. Mm-hmm. Now is the time. I'm like the buyers are out. The, yeah. the it's crazy. Okay. Right. So my my question I wanted to ask you was in this ultra competitive yep. low inventory market. What are the best tips that you could give to prospective buyers? <sighs> the the it's it is damn damn tough right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's. Any advantage that you can find, whether it's, you know, you you get in early, uh, maybe there's a broker tour, like send your broker, have them put an offer in then. Um, I just got an offer accepted in Natick uh, sight unseen. The wow. broker came in, submitted an offer on her client's behalf, 200000 over no contingencies. Holy cow. Right? And, and so it puts, even though we want, I wanted to go through all the open houses, mm-hmm. but the you know, the seller's like, how am I going to turn down this offer? So like you just, you have to be so effing aggressive mm-hmm. and it's the only way that you're going to win. And the only thing I hate more than losing is not winning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> work with me. That's a Larry Bird quote. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Oh, sure. Larry. Before I hand it over to Liz to close it up, where yep. can we find you? Where are you? And all that. All so, that jazz so I, I like to send people to my Instagram um, and that's at Evan, E-V-A-N underscore Walsh, W-A-L-S-H. And uh, the more the merrier, I, I throw a lot of fun, creative content on there. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yes. I, I, I could take a note from you. <laughs> Thank you. You got a bunch of followers. You're cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Liz, let's wrap it All up. All right, Scuttlebuds, I hope you found today's episode entertaining and informative. I certainly did. Um, as always, hit us up, smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Click on that grievance line and send us your thoughts. We love hearing from you and reading your emails. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Town Scuttlebutt. And as always, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts and help other people find us. Thank you, guys. How about a round of applause for all of our sponsors? APC Pest and Termite Control, Larkin's Wine and Spirits, Mario's Lawn Care, Park Street Books, Perez Martial Arts, Royal Pizza, and Winslow Design. 